Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started. And we're back with another episode. Woo-hoo. How are you doing? How are you doing, Jim? I'm doing incredibly well. I uh, I had kind of a uh, wild weekend, and that was good. A wild weekend. Those were probably different than they used to be, um, but oh, still it, wild nonetheless. Well, it kind of is. I mean, the, the people that know me, I do this thing called Burning Man, and they had a regional burn outside of Vegas, and I went down for two days and literally saw the best fireworks show I have seen since this whole COVID thing began. Got to hang out with some really good people. Got to take my 1962 travel trailer out, so it was good to get away. That's cool. Is that the first trip with that thing? It's the second trip with it. On the first trip, I found some problems, and a few weekends ago, I had to rip out all of the rotted wood and put all new solid wood in, and it's it's solid now. That's awesome. Well, I'm still here in beautiful Louisiana doing hurricane cleanup, uh, but let's get to the get to the point here. Yeah, what um, are we going to talk about today? I think that today we are going to talk about instant gratification and how that relates or doesn't relate to recovery. What do you think whenever I say instant gratification, Jim? So the moment you say instant gratification, I think if there's anything I need, I can get on my Amazon account right now and I can have it tomorrow. I think if there is like blueberries that I wanted right now, I could get on or I could literally drive to the store, pick them up and I'd have them. We have become this instant gratification society. Even asking a question, how would you define instant gratification? I can take this little box that's in my pocket. I can type instant gratification and get a response about what it actually is. It's it's interesting because with my clients, I actually do that. I have one client tell me who my hot Magandhi is. And he pulled out his cell phone and he looked it up. He Two minutes later, he gave me a dissertation about it. I think instant gratification, it's how we're beginning to see the world. I put instant gratification together with recovery and they just don't mix. Yeah, they definitely don't. I, I think of instant gratification, it is. It's just like society now and at work or anywhere. When I ask for something, I want it right now. And uh, you know, I need a report and you just click a few buttons and you have a report or I need an answer on something and I want it right away. Uh, kind of a funny story. We're here and um, we have a vendor that we're trying to get some stuff from. And uh, one of our my project managers uh, who's here, he texts me. It was like 10 o'clock and I said, hey, text so-and-so and find out. And then at 10, 11, he replies to me and says, he's not answering. And I'm like, it's been 11 <laughs> minutes. Like, like, we're, what do you mean? Like, he made it sound like it was three days ago. We asked him, we still don't have an answer. And right. um, I just started laughing. But that that's such a good example of just how we are. And like you said, in recovery, I think that they don't, they definitely don't go hand in hand because recovery is such a process. And it's something that, that takes time. One thing that I can think of for me early, early on in recovery, you know, I was sober. I remember 
um, when I got 60 days sober, you know, I was in rehab still and I got the coin and I mailed it back home, put an extra coin in there for my wife and for my parents. And I just thought, man, they're going to be like so proud of me. And they're going to be like, oh my gosh, Kevin is the greatest guy in the world. Kevin's and, healed. Um, yeah, he's healed. He's, he's, he's not, he has no problems anymore. Everything's okay. Wiped away. But that's not what happened. You know, they saw that and they're like, oh, great. You know, it's taken a lot of time to build that up. You know, we talk about trust. We've said it a hundred times, but it's honorable action over time. You know, we want that instant gratification. I'm sober 30 days. Trust me. Or I'm right. hey, this. Trust me. But it's, it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of time. So instant gratification. If you think about the problem with that in the realm of recovery is there's no instant anything. And if you really think about it, and if you're out there in recovery, how long did it take you to literally become an addict? Because there's no instant gratification on the other side. When you had your deep inner pain and the first time you used, what do humans do the first time they quote unquote use and that inner pain is numbed? We like that feeling. We like that feeling and they use more. Yeah. And over time, you build up and you become an addict. So instant gratification, like you're not going to get instant recovery. I mean, it's not like the Matrix where they plug something in the back of you and they, okay, download Sober Forever program. Tinka, 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 eyes flutter, boom, you're going to be sober forever. That's not how it works. We'd be really rich if we could come up with something like that. We'd be um, really rich. <laughs> yeah. We used because our, of our instant gratification, you know, addicts, we're just so yes. instant gratification, instant, that instant is, cure. That's brilliant because that's the part of instant gratification that works on the addiction side. If you hurt, you use and you don't hurt. Exactly. That was the thing. The drug and the alcohol was my medicine. So when I would start to feel anxiety, when I would start to have to deal with maybe some trauma from my past or something, I'd start to think about it. I would drink or use drugs to numb it or to quiet it, quiet that voice. And the thing with recovery is, you know, I didn't read a book and all of a sudden I know how to, knew how to deal with all those things. It was a process. And that was the thing with working, you know, with a coach like you, Jim, and also with therapists and all the different 12 step stuff that I do. It was a process that took time where I now know how to deal with pain. Yeah. Whenever my feelings get hurt or whenever I get anxious, I know how to deal with it. And it's, it's not an instant thing. Sometimes I have to go through, you know, like the process. That's where real healing happens. And the thing is, is recovery happens over time. I would bet, Kevin, that you had a recovery plan, correct? You actually laid out a plan that gave you day by day, sometimes step by step, ways for you to actually succeed in your recovery. And if you're listening to this, and if you're in recovery, and your recovery is being tested, sometimes you have to go back to the basic block and tackles that you first addressed when you first got clean. You may have to go to more meetings. You may have to do more work with your coach or your therapist. There is no instant gratification in recovery. It is a process. And when we are on the verge of faltering, it is returning to the things that helped keep you sober in the first place 
and doing those again and again and again. Yeah, we complicate things sometimes, you know, whenever we start to maybe get a little bit squirrely in our recovery, we forget what worked. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the the key is go back to we know to what we know works. And I think of it kind of like if you want to lose weight, you know, you, you know right. what you need to do to lose weight. You've got to be more active. You've got to eat, eat healthier. Um, but that's the same thing. You're not going to all of a sudden magically be fit tomorrow. Right. It's a thing eat that less, happens over. Yeah. Exercise yeah, more. Eat less, exercise more. And then you'll be more fit over time. But it's going to yeah. take time and a, and a process. Right. Well, and you know. I think you know about three weeks ago I got a stem cell injection. Part of the things before I got the stem cell injection was I had to completely modify the diet. There is no sugar, no soy, no dairy, no gluten in my system right now. Do you know how long it took me to get off sugar? How long? A month. And I kept cheating. Like I first got off sugar and I literally remember it's like, okay, you know, you've had no sugar for four days. And I was driving by in the grocery store that I shop at. They had a special four quarts of ice cream for $10. I'm like, man, that's a deal. I picked up four quarts. I was halfway through the first 10 when I realized there I am eating sugar again. And I gave it away. It literally took me a month to get off the sugar. It was literally one of the toughest things I have done. And now I'm limiting myself to nine to 10 grams of sugar a day or less. Yeah. Now let's and, not start talking about that. Cause I don't want to have to. Well, no, you don't, you don't changes. have to. I'm just, <laughs> I know, I'm just right. And, and, and I mean, I'm just saying right last weekend, I went to a festival. They had all this food, our camp that I stayed at, they did cheese sandwiches. I can't have bread, but I can't have sourdough bread. So I literally brought sourdough and goat's milk cheese. One day, I had them make up two grilled cheese sandwiches from sourdough bread and goat's milk. And it tasted phenomenally good because I am committed to staying to my diet. I am committed to the exercise program. I'm committed to the stem cell thing working. There is no instant gratification there. It also, like recovery, it is a process. You know, one of the things that they say in AA is progress, not perfection. Yes, and I, I really, I really like that when it comes to this because I, you know we we as addicts we're so like go 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 or we're so like we're extremists in, in pretty much everything that we do, and it seems like when we get a hold of something we almost get obsessed obsessed with it. Yep, and it's why it's so important in recovery to take a step back and to realize that it's going to be a process. And there's going to be progress. It's not going to be overnight. It's not going to be something that all of a sudden you're better or you're healed. And I I look at the progression of my recovery. First, let's say, you know, the first three months I was in rehab. So those were, you know, I was completely sheltered from the outside world. You know, the next probably three to six months, I, I pretty much sheltered myself. I was at home. I was only around certain people. I wouldn't go certain places. I definitely wouldn't go places where there was alcohol or obviously drugs or gambling around at all. Yep. And then over time, as my recovery has progressed, I'm more comfortable around certain things, around certain people. Again, I don't like flirt with the temptation of it, but just being around those things doesn't bother me. And yep. that was the thing. I, I couldn't just go back to, to, to some of those same places right away. It was, it was a process and it took time. And I right. think that in recovery, being patient with yourself and, and being patient with the process and trusting the process uh, is extremely important. As you trust the process, 
you are going to find that you get stronger and stronger and stronger every single day. I mean, it's just like me with food. You know, I'm at this festival. I didn't have any food. I'm basically drinking water or these uh, buy drinks, B-A-I, these buy drinks, like the, and my diet. They had all these camp dinners. I didn't participate in the camp dinners except the last night. The last night, the guy's like, listen, Jim, we have grilled chicken and grilled vegetables. I'm like right in my diet. And I went and I had some. All this stuff was going on around me. There was all this alcohol flowing around me, nothing. It was literally, we, we ended up in a camp talking to these people for over two hours. And they're like, you know, they were, they, they were, they were offering us drinks. And I'm like, nope. And, and we got a virgin, Bloody Mary. And I don't even like tomato juice, but let me tell you, I think it had just a little bit of sugar in there because, because this, this tomato juice with the spices in it would tasted kind of good. And there was, and it was, it was beautiful. It is step by step. If you're determined, you can do it. Yeah. It's, it's just like what I say in my business, you know, it's little by little. I love and that. It's, it's these, yeah, it's, it's been our theme all year and it's been great. And, um, what, what I've noticed is as you do the little things, the big things seem to snowball and, and follow along. So if you're sitting here and you're listening and you're like, you know what, I think I maybe want to get sober or I'm going to maybe try to get sober or maybe you're newly sober and you're getting frustrated with, with how things are maybe happening slower than you thought, build a plan, stick to it and trust the process. Yeah. yeah when You said it, Jim, whenever I left uh, treatment, I had a plan. And I had a recovery plan and, and I stuck with that. And I didn't see progress every single day. Other people around me saw it before I did, but I stuck with it and I trusted the process. And now I look back and I just see how far I've come because of that. Exactly. And be gentle with yourself. Be very caring and gentle with yourself. Make sure you have a support team. Make sure you have people that you can go to. Like when I was getting off my sugar, I had people that I could go to and literally say, I'm having a really rough time and they just listen. Or I have people that's like, I have all this cheese. I have, at the time I had a bunch of sugar stuff. I'm like, can, can, do you want this sugar stuff? And they're like, oh yeah, we'll take it. Because I was committed. When you're committed and you create a plan, make sure you have a support team. That support team may be a therapist. That support team may be a coach. It may be a spouse. It may be a group of friends. It may be people you see at meetings that you say, hey, I am creating a support team. If you noticed, winners have teams and people that are winning in their recovery have a team, whether it's a coach, whether it's a therapist, whether it is a friend who is saying that they are committed, that they stay sober. And if you're listening to this and you're getting some value, write your team out. Sit down and write out your team. Write your plan out. Make sure that it is written out such that you can succeed in your recovery. That is why we're doing this podcast. We want more people to be so strong in their recovery a lot of people have asked me, like, why are you so public about your recovery? Why were you, when you got sober, why, why do you tell everybody and why, why are you so open about it? And I think that what you said is, is one of the keys. It's because I wanted people to support me. And, you know, if you don't tell people that you need help or if you don't tell people, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not drinking anymore, they may not know that. And I, I think that there can be some fear and stuff like that. And, and, and maybe the people that, that don't support you, you don't need them in your life anyway. But by me being so public and open, 
it put a lot of people around me to help me. And it also held my held myself accountable because mm-hmm. I can promise you actually a, a good story. I have a good story of, about this actually where um, we were at my convention. I may have told this story once, but I think it's important to hear it again. And I was standing in line at the bar, you know, at some, at the the reception thing. And I walk up and I'm, I'm getting Diet Cokes. You know, that's, that's what I drink is Diet Coke and water and things like that. And I get two Diet Cokes and they put them in the same glasses that they put the regular drinks in. And somebody walked up and they go, hey, what the are you doing, Kevin? And I was like, they're Diet Cokes, I promise. And they're like, okay. And they kind of laughed. But I was like later, about two hours later, and that person had had a few drinks at this point, but I was like, hey, I just want to tell you thank you for that, man, because that just shows that people care and that I had the support group and I had the plan. I had people around me. Um, And and a takeaway from that is, so I had the plan. I knew what I was going to drink. So there wasn't like a shock when somebody said, what do you want to drink? I wasn't like, uh, and confused. I had that that intentional act. Um, And I also just had myself surrounded with people that I knew would support me and would be there for me. So if you're listening to this, do you have a recovery plan? Do you have a therapist or a coach? And I will say this is that if you listen to these podcasts and you may need coaching, get a hold of me. If you're on Facebook, get a hold of me on the Sobriety Elevated page. Because it is important that you stay in action and that you keep your recovery alive. Because as we started this, there is no instant gratification in recovery. Recovery is literally a process that takes time and it takes effort. And if you are committed with the effort, you will find the time. And what you will get is an incredibly strong recovery like Kevin. And what you will create is an amazing life. And yes, along the way, you will teeter. It is our commitment that you stay strong. So you've been listening to Sobriety Elevated. Thank you. If you're getting something from this, please give us a rating or share it with another person. Understand that Kevin and I appreciate the fact that you're taking time to listen to this, that you took time to leave a review, and that you're sharing this with your friends and your support network. Know that we are committed. And the other thing is, is I'm going to be in about a month. I'm going to be announcing a program because we're coming up on some of the most difficult times for people in recovery, and that's the holidays. And I'm going to be creating a program so that, so that you can keep your sobriety strong from Thanksgiving to January 5th. That is roughly 40 to 45 days. And the thing is, is we are committed that you keep strong. So I want to thank you for listening. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Have a great one. Build a plan and stick to it. And we will talk to you guys very, very soon. Bye-bye.